What's up, everybody? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast. I'm excited you joined me today because we have a very special guest today. Today we have uh, Louis Scott, and he is the managing partner of Batter Scott Injury Lawyers, one of the 30 fastest growing law firms in the United States, the owner and founder of Eight Figure Firm Consulting. He has helped scores of law firms find success, reaching a combined total of $250 million in revenue and employing more than 2,500 people. Guys, this is going to be fun. You're not going to want to miss this episode. We're going to cue the intro and we're going to jump right in. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Luis, thank you so much for joining us. It is a pleasure to have you on the show today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Man, we've got so much to talk about. So many cool things that we've got to cover along the way. And the first thing that we've got to cover is how in the world did you get to where you're at today? We got to talk backstory. We got to talk a little bit about this crazy winding journey that we all go on to, to get to this point. And you've done some incredible things. So let's start back at the beginning, wherever that is that you'd like to begin. And yeah, and we'll jam out. Well, well thanks. Thanks for, uh, for asking. The beginning is very simple. My parents used to tell me that I was going to be a lawyer or a comedian. So I, I had two different like life journeys I could have taken. And uh, as I was getting older, I didn't feel like I was smart enough to be a lawyer. And I met a judge and this judge gave me an internship when I was 19 years old in undergrad. And in that internship, I met a lawyer. And so it's funny how, you know, your lives connect and uh, the, the dots are always easier to connect looking backwards. But uh, the judge helps me meet this lawyer. And this lawyer had a business and I saw his life, his lifestyle. He wasn't super wealthy, but it was just the way he lived his life. And it seemed like he had a tremendous amount of flexibility and, and uh, he was helping people. And, and I was immediately inspired. And I said, you know what? I don't want to be a lawyer. I want to be a, a law firm business owner. And so I decided to finish undergrad, went to law school with the sole purpose of becoming an entrepreneur. Wow. And that has taken me into... Uh, multiple businesses. And uh, that's why I'm here today as a lawyer and an entrepreneur. Holy cow. What a crazy path to go on to go to law school, knowing that you're going to go on to do the entrepreneur side. Like, how, how did you even come up with that combo? Because most people going to law school are, are starting to dig into like, I'm going to do this type of law. So where oh, yeah. did that come from? I mean, here here's a story about uh, meeting this lawyer. When I met this lawyer that summer, uh, he was a criminal lawyer and uh, he's now passed away and he was just a really great guy. And he brought me into the office and there was a, a, a defendant, an alleged uh, armed robber in the, in the, in the room. And he told me, I want you to sell this guy on our services and tell him that you're going to charge $5,000. And I'm 19 years old. I don't know anything about this. Like, I, this is the first time I, I'm like, what do you, what do you want me to do? You just want me to ask him for $5,000. And I, and, He's like, yeah, just go in there and just do an intake and, and tell him that's going to be $5,000. So I did that. I asked him for $5,000 and he says, that's crazy. Like the guy down the street is charging $2,500. Like that's insane. I'm not going to pay that. 
I said, well, hold on a second. Let me get the lawyer. Went and got the lawyer. Lawyer comes out. By the way, none of this makes you want to be a business owner, but there's going to, it comes, it gets to a cat. <laughs> the guy comes out and he says, well, what's the problem with the, with the fee? And, and he says, well, your, your guy told me it was 5,000. You know, people down the street charge 2,500. He looks at me and he says, Luis, no, no, it's not 5,000. It's 2,500. And so he was, it was like a good cop, bad cop. So I was the oh. bad cop. He came in as the good cop. And so he sells the client, the client, okay, oh, you know, fine, fine, fine. I'll pay the 2,500. He walks out of the office. I was like, dude, why did you do that to me? And he's like, you know, you got to sales techniques. You got to get the guy to pay. And um, I see him grab his bags and pack up his things. And I said, where are you going? And he goes, oh, I'm, I'm done for the day. And I said, done for the day? I was like, it's only like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning. And he goes, my goal is to make $1,500 a day. I just got paid $2,500. And so I'm done for the day. And that was the moment where I said, I didn't want to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a law firm business owner because <laughs> I thought, you know, oh my gosh, if I could just make $1,500 a day. I mean, I was living off ramen, you know, right. ramen soup in, in college, uh, $1,300 a semester, like $1,500 a day. I couldn't even imagine that kind of money. And, uh, and that's what really what inspired me. And so when I started law school, I knew the only thing I wanted to do was to run and operate a law firm. That's the only thing I wanted to do wow. um, at the time. And then I developed a passion for teaching. I probably are, always had a passion for teaching, but that's what the teaching part and the passion for that is what led me into the consulting business. But the law firm space was all about that story. It was really, really the catalyst for everything. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, so why the law degree? Couldn't you have created and done the law firm without the law degree? Um, of, I say unfortunately, but maybe it is fortunate. You can't actually own a law firm without a law degree. And oh. so uh, only two states now allow it. Arizona was one of the first states that allowed non-lawyer law firm ownership. And Utah has some limited non-lawyer law firm uh, opportunities. But in the other 48 states, you have to be a lawyer to own a law firm. Wow. Things you don't know. I had no idea, although I'm excited to say I, I'm from Utah. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. We'll have to talk about that later. Um, well, that's cool. So now in your, in your path to running a law firm, what law degree did you go after in order to get to that to that uh, end point? Well, that's the interesting thing is uh, I was I, I thought that when you went to law school, it's kind of like medical school. You would learn a particular um, part of the law, like maybe you wanted to be a family lawyer, sure. Maybe you wanted to be a you know criminal lawyer or something like that. But that's not how law school works. You actually just go to learn how to understand the law and interpret the law. I see. So you take a bunch of general classes. And then in your uh, towards the end of the second and third year, you can take general classes like the skills of, of, of being a lawyer, like mediation or depositions or how to do discovery or, you know, uh, you, you could go to a, do a trial class, trial advocacy. But it's you don't actually learn how to be a lawyer. You, you come out of law school knowing one thing, and that's how to analyze facts. And right. you it's, it's all about uh, the analytical you know framework for understanding how laws are written and how laws are interpreted and then how you can use the writing, the, what they call the four corners of, of, of the writing, and you can use anything that you've learned to then you, for the, for the benefit of your clients. So right. I didn't know anything about anything when I got out of law school. I just, uh, I just had a law degree. That's awesome. 
Okay, so let's jump forward now mm. to knowing you want to open and run a law firm. Like, did you do that straight away right out of law school? Or did you, did, was there like a journey in between uh, opening your own? Like what happened in that space? Because I feel like there's probably going to be some pretty interesting things there. I did not go immediately into my own firm. What was what, What's really interesting about my entrepreneurial journey is that I tried a lot of businesses while I was an undergrad and while I was in law school. So I, I tried to um, uh, sell vitamins online because, you know, sure. I, I had heard of some, you know, uh, network marketing uh, companies, but I was like, well, why don't I try to do that by doing it online? And right. I didn't really pan out that well. And then I tried to open up a like a uh, online, like a Huffington Post type right. of business, you know, online newspaper that didn't work. Um, and, and I, you know, I tried to uh, create this like uh, uh, investment um, opportunity that didn't work. And I, I invested in some um, thing that supposedly made corn grow big, you know, bigger and, and, and more uh, a better harvest that didn't work. So like I was trying a bunch of different businesses. Right. And then finally, uh, as I was going through law school, I came out. And I ended up working uh, at a firm and within about two to three years after working at that firm, I became a partner of that firm. Wow. And so part of it was because I was very good back to the business side of generating business. Right. And I've always believed if you can generate business, if you can sell, if you can market and sell, you will never uh, be poor in your life. You will always be employed if you can sell because every business needs a great salesperson. Right. And so to me, that's the greatest superpower in the business world is being able to sell. Oh my gosh. That is so true. I, I feel like you just literally mapped out the classic, not even the classic, but like the must go route of every entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> I tried this one and I tried that one and this one <laughs> happened and then that happened. Oh my goodness. But it is cool. It's so cool to be able to see how, what you had in your mind initially was still forming and, and still getting created. And I, I want to point that out because I, I know that when we tell these stories and we go into these backstories so often, uh, you know, I've had a few people say, well, why, why do you spend the time on that? And I said, because it's important for everybody that's on the journey. Right. If you're an entrepreneur and you know you're an entrepreneur and you're a business owner, it's important to continually remember that the things that are going on, whether they're right in your view or wrong in your view, yeah. they're all leading you to that to that place that you wanted to go. And sometimes it's really hard to see it in the moment. And I, I just love that story and I love hearing about that journey and that path. So let's talk a little bit about the... I mean, I, I would imagine that some of our listeners out there are thinking to themselves, wait a second, you own a law firm? Wait, okay, I only thought of lawyers as being lawyers. So now I want to talk a little bit about what that that's about. Like, Okay, yeah, yeah. So owning a law firm is, is essentially creating a business system where the law firm runs independently of you right. and uh, where you hire amazing people. We're, we're almost around uh, 200 employees in the law firm. Wow. And the the law firm uh, we have about thirty lawyers so I don't actually do any legal work and I haven't done legal work in years um, I, I always say I'm a walking malpractice if I if I were to take your case you don't want that trust me you do not want me to take your case um, but we have really really great talent here in the firm right. 
what my primary focus is uh, making sure that we bring in business, that we sell it, and that we create an operational system where people can thrive, both in uh, lawyers and employees. And I think that's the, the general rule of entrepreneurship in general, is that the entrepreneur's primary goal is marketing sales and making sure the business operates. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be involved in the day to day. That's just your primary responsibility uh, as it relates to those three functions. And so that's where where I use most of my time is creating strategy around those three areas. What's the strategy of marketing? What's the strategy of sales? What's the strategy of operations? And everything it takes care of itself. If you get the business, everything will take care of itself. No different than selling a product. If you can sell the product, everything will take care of itself. I love that. And and what a beautiful space to be able to use that knowledge and that effort for, because I could imagine there are probably law firms out there. And if there is one listening and they're hearing, well, gosh, he's sitting there doing that for their whole firm. And they're like, I don't think we have anybody doing that for Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> like who who in our firm is doing that for us? Gosh, yeah. we, need, we need that. Um, okay, cool. So now tell me a little bit more about the the process of helping. I mean, you said, um, you know, you have a, a firm for consulting for this. So tell me a little bit more about that side of it. Cause I, I'd love to hear more. So about it. When, when we were building out our firm, what I realized was that I was going to get to a point where I didn't have anything to do, but I'm young. <laughs> and so I, I, I need something to do. I can't just, you know, sit around. It, it's right. funny because a lot of times you hear about people wanting to retire and it's like, retire and do what? Like, what are you going to do? Right. Uh, you can't just vacation for the rest of your life. It becomes very boring. And for me, I was very young and I, and I had a personal vision statement of leading a life of significance. So I wanted to make sure that um, I had something to do. As I was developing like this passion for teaching, uh, I remember having conversations with people and there would be a light bulb that would come on and they would be like, man, that was very impactful. And, and, and I would tell them, well, I didn't say anything impactful. I, I They're like, no, no, that was very impactful what you told me. And I started saying, well, maybe, maybe I have something to share. I, I, right. I don't know. So I started documenting what I did to, to help our firm grow. And I, it turned into the nine principles of exponential growth, which was an ebook that I wrote. I took that ebook and I started marketing to some friends and said, hey, um, do you think, are you interested in consulting? I'd love to work on you. And uh, proof of concept, I'll charge you very little and see if it works. And I ended up taking a firm from about 700,000 in revenue to about 6 million in revenue. Wow. And I knew that the process worked. Uh, we started the business, eight figure firm consulting specifically because I believed that at $10 million in revenue, which in some industries, that's not a lot of money, especially if cost of goods sold uh, are our primary part of the business. But in the legal industry, $10 million in revenue is all service-based revenue, non, uh, not related to cost of goods sold. So that's a lot of revenue, right? Right. And so I believed that at that point, a law firm owner could actually step away from their law firm and would continue to operate on its own. So I started the firm, uh, you know, the business, a figure firm consulting to get people there because I wanted people to have the freedom that I had at the time. And now, uh, three years later, it'll be three years in June. Uh, a figure firm has helped over a hundred law firms, um, in building and operating their business. But specifically we've, we've now helped, uh, almost 15 firms reach eight figures in predictable revenue. So we're talking about, uh, 15 people who prior to working with us were, had basic firms like the, the run of the mill firms that, that now have a law firm that generates at least seven figures in personal income. Like to me, that's 
so impactful. And uh, I, you know, I used to tell people our mission is to help a hundred law firms reach eight figures in predictable revenue. But my joy was helping law firm owners develop seven figures in personal income. And that is, uh, it impacts their entire life, the the life of their family and, and the community. And so that's, that's what we get to do. That's what I get to do on an everyday basis. That is so cool. I feel like there's this misunderstanding about that. And, and I was talking to a good friend of mine that they're just finishing their residency for medical school. And I feel like there's this misunderstanding about, oh, well, you're a lawyer, so you must be rich. Yeah. Or, oh, you're a doctor, you must be rich. And in talking to my friend that that's, like I said, finishing residency, mm-hmm. like they're going to be poor for years yeah. trying to pay off their their medical school and just mm-hmm. trying to to get back to square one. Right. How how is it in the in the law space for mm-hmm. for these these owners and these these lawyers that are coming out and going into firms and or even starting their own? I mean, is it similar to that? It's absolutely yeah. I mean, it's probably worse than a doctor because it's uh, in the medical field you have insurance to pay the bills. In the legal field, everything has to be paid by the by the client. And you, we don't have an insurance program. You don't have an insurance card where you can file your insurance with your lawyer and uh, the lawyer get paid. So, so it's a little bit more uh, challenging. The average law firm uh, generates 500000 in revenue or less. Wow. Put that in perspective, like not income. I'm talking about revenue. The whole firm, $500,000 in revenue or less is the average law firm. So it's very, very difficult. And I always say it took me uh, 15 years to become an overnight success. And so, the, yeah, I mean, from the moment that I decided to, to, to start a law firm and create a law firm to the day I actually created a law firm was almost 15 years. And um, so the last, you know, six years of my life since starting my own firm uh, is a culmination of 15 years of effort. And so if you do six and 15, I've actually been in the game 21 years. And so I think, if you play the long game, a mentor of mine used to say, if you extend your horizons, you're more likely to hit it. Right. But if you keep your horizons short, you're more likely to be frustrated and, and quit. And right. so um, looking back, 21 years didn't feel that long. But when I was 21 years <laughs> younger, it felt like an eternity. No doubt. Man, that is huge. I hope that everybody listening today will take a second and write that down took me 15 years to be an overnight success. I I mean, that is so potent and it is so valuable. I don't care what business you're in. I don't care what you're trying to build, uh, whether you're bootstrapping it or whether you've already got a corporation. I feel like that right there sums it up in in such a profound way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and you hear it in so many stories. I mean, if you read Phil Knight and Shoe Dog with Nike, you know, it's just this crazy slog mm-hmm. and now, you know, everybody thinks Nike is huge, right? And it is right. now, but like what he went through to get to it is, is what you just said, you know, 15 years plus and the extra time. And when you're going through it, it seems like you're never going to make it out. And it seems like, gosh, this is maybe not going to happen, but man, that is so inspiring and such a, a good perspective. And, and I hope that that by reiterating that, that our listeners could hear that today, because that's, that's really potent. Uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure that there are some listeners out here that are like, okay, yeah, 
this is, this is, I need to talk to this guy and, and we need to do something. I mean, heck, I'm not in the law space and you mentioned Utah and I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm looking at, <laughs> gosh, how do we get something going? That sounds like fun, not because of the law side, but because man, it sounds cool to do, <laughs> Yeah, you know, but, but talk to us a little bit more about, about what that would look like if somebody out there is interested and they want to get moving and get moving, like working with me or something like that. Yeah. Oh, well, so, so a figure firm, uh, right now we have our website, a figure You can reach out to us and we can see what your needs are. Uh, we really want to start with someone who is already generating some revenue because they can afford our services. Number one. And number two, they can afford to market. Marketing is probably one of the most critical pieces of really growing and scaling a business. And so, uh, if anyone out there is looking to really, uh, work with a figure firm, uh, afigurefirm.com is our website. Uh, but reaching out to me, uh, Luis Scott Jr. Uh, com is where they can reach out to me, find all my links. Um, I do speaking and I also have multiple books that I've written uh, on law firm growth, uh, on business. And also I have a my new book, May 30th, coming out. It has to hurt. And it talks about all the pain points that I've gone through in the last 20 years and how I use that to fuel my um, my journey. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to read that book. Do you still even, do you still sell your nine principles of exponential growth from back in the day? Yeah. So the nine principles of exponential growth is now turned into a free ebook. You can actually get the free ebook. And if nice. you want a detailed explanation of some of the concepts in the nine principles, I wrote a second book, a follow-up. It's a, it's a paperback. It's called the King of Growth and it's how to dominate your market and cre create predictability and uh, unleash the power of your law firm for personal and financial freedom. And I show people how to create systems that allow them to step away from their business. The reason that I was able to start a figure firm was because I didn't have very much to do in the law firm. And so right. I want to show people how to do that so that they can fulfill their passions and not just the things they need for money. That's so cool, man. So many cool resources. Um, go check out the website and, uh, and connect. I mean, there's just so much there for, for you. I can't wait to go and consume some of this stuff and, uh, excited for you, for your new book. Uh, you, you that's coming out soon. No telling when you're listening to this, uh, episode, but, uh, I'm sure you'll be able to find it on the website and be able to check it out. It has to hurt, right? That's, yes, the, that's it. I love it. I love it. That's great. I'm excited to, to read it myself and excited for you guys to go and find it and, and dig in because there's some great stuff here. Um, Luis, can you give me, uh, do you have any last words of wisdom that you can share with everybody in the group and, uh, uh before we head out? Uh, the biggest, uh, thing I could tell anyone listening is to be patient and to be persistent. And if you do that, you will absolutely succeed in whatever you want to succeed in. Man, that is great advice. Holy cow. Well, I'm so excited you joined us today. Excited to have you on the show. Uh, this has been great. Guys, go back and re-listen. There's some stuff in here that's going to really just really hit home for you. So uh, excited to have you. Guys, don't forget, keep choreographing your business. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. 
Remember, every business needs choreography. 